And welcome everyone to the Jeanette Byro podcast. I am so thrilled to have you guys here joining in as we dive into the world of expanding consciousness. I am a medium, a channeler, and this podcast is an outlet for me to share messages from the Ascended Masters to light beings to archangels and more. And especially, I love sharing the messages from other people on this planet who are exploring consciousness for themselves and willing to share their experiences so that we can all learn because no experience is the same. So thanks for joining the show. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome everyone to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. As always, I'm grateful that you guys tune in and check out what's up, what's new with Spirit, what's uh, on the menu, so to speak, of what they wish to share or the energy updates, all of that kind of stuff. I sure appreciate you checking in. Now today, we're going to talk about something really cool to me anyways, and it's the reason why I think it's really cool is because the awareness of it really means that we are changing uh, or evolving the way in which we experience the loss of a loved one. And I kind of mean in the memorial nature. We are changing from the traditional ways of mourning somebody with a, and I'm, I'm going to generalize here, okay, um, a funeral in which everyone wears black and that's it. You have the funeral, everyone wears black you bury the body in a casket and everybody goes to a little lunch and then you go home. Again, I am extremely generalizing there just to make a statement here. And the statement is that we are moving from more traditional ways, which are not bad, but we are evolving them into more. And so what I mean by that is some people will still have a very traditional funeral, which is fine, but they will then add on a celebration of life or a memorial for somebody where instead of just mourning the person in the experience of losing the person, they then shift the energetics of it to celebrating the life of the person. And I think this is really cool. And so what I want to talk about specifically is some of the different ways now that people are memorializing their loved ones and what that can look like so that, you know, it may give you some ideas if you're having these conversations with your family about, you know, what you would like to have done once you've passed or ways in which you feel you would want to celebrate somebody. How does it resonate with you? What, what feels right to you. And so we're going to talk about some of these things to share some ideas and to make the conversation about death and dying a little bit more normal or acceptable or palatable maybe, right? The more we talk about it, the more it becomes a part of our journey. And I want to say that, you know, some ancient teachings from way, way back talked about how, you know, like the priests and priestesses of that time would teach children at a very young age, essentially them coming to earth means they're one step closer to going back home, which is the other side. And so it was like a celebration when somebody would cross over versus an extreme loss. They would celebrate that that person essentially graduated and got to that next phase or returning home from a long journey. And so I think that's kind of neat that we're we're bringing back that energetic resonance of celebrating someone's life. And it doesn't mean, I really want to be clear on this, it doesn't mean it doesn't still hurt to lose somebody. 
because it absolutely does. It still does. And I, I say this even from the perspective of a medium, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't not hurt losing somebody, even if I can still talk to them on the other side, because it is different. It's not the same physical person that you had in your life that you could hug and you could, you know, laugh with and see their facial reactions. Once they cross over, it's different. They're not gone, but it's different. So we do still have a physical and emotional mourning of it. We're not supposed to jump over that or bypass that spiritually, but bringing in a celebration of life and, you know, bright or fun ways that we can memorialize them can help bring a lighter energy to the whole experience. So that's really the, the uh, angle that I'm coming from with this. And so these are some different ideas that I came across. Some of them I had known already and some of them I didn't know about. And so we're just going to dive in. There's, there's several. I mean, there's way more than I could even talk about on the podcast. So I'm just going to pick some of them, which is why I can't give you an exact number, but we'll see what I get through. There's at least seven. I'll put it that way. So one of the first ones that I thought was really interesting is um, tattoos. So we know of many people that have memorialized the loss of their pets or their loved ones with a tattoo, either marking the date in which they passed, uh, their birth and death date maybe, uh, or an image of them. And those are really beautiful. But to take it one step further, you can also now add in the ashes. If you have your loved one cremated, there are places where you can add in the ashes to the ink of your tattoo so that when you're getting a tattoo, you're actually having the the ashes of that person becoming a part of you. And for some people, they might hear that and think, oh my gosh, that's creepy or uh, gross. Whereas other people, that is extremely comforting. And so there's no judgment on what I'm sharing. It's whatever resonates for you. That is what matters in your mourning and um, grief process, but also the celebration and memorializing process. So one of them is tattoos. So maybe if you're considering, you know, memorializing somebody with a tattoo, you may want to consider adding some ashes into that. And there are a lot of tattoo artists that will do that. So something really interesting to consider. Now, another one that is interesting to do with ashes is a, what's called a cremation diamond. So you can take the ashes of someone and have it added into um, the creation of diamonds, like artificial, artificially created diamonds. You can put the ashes into it. I have seen them and they're beautiful. The ones that I've seen tend to have kind of like um, a deep kind of slate gray hue to the diamond. Um, it's not dark, dark by any means, but it kind of has a bit of a slate gray hue and they are absolutely stunning. And again, so for some people to have a ring or a pendant that they wear that has the ashes of their loved one means a lot. Whereas to others, again, they might think that's kind of creepy or uncomfortable, but really it's whatever resonates with you. Now with that diamond, there are others that just like to wear a pendant around their neck that actually has some of the ashes in it. Or others tend to like to wear a pendant around their neck that has a photo. So like um, a locket type thing. But the cremation diamond, that, that was a new one that I came across in about the last year or so. So I thought that was really interesting. 
So some of the other ways that we can memorialize somebody is to consider what is it that they enjoy doing, right? So for some people, if you had somebody who was um, a real green thumb, a gardener, a horticulturist, um, sometimes memorializing them with either a garden or a specific plant can be a really beautiful thing because then the growth of that plant can remind you of how the soul continues to grow and evolve and move forward. But to take that one step further, there are also these other things called burial pods. And they are, um, this may be a little graphic for some, but they actually kind of fold up the body. So if you think of like child's pose in yoga, they fold up the body and put it in a biodegradable pod with a tree, a seedling connected to the top of it. And that is planted. And so in that way, it grows into like a big cedar over time. And the decomposition of the body actually is what feeds the creation of, or the growth of the tree. And so that's one way that your loved one can then like really honor kind of those cycles of nature where, you know, the body comes from the earth and then it is returned to the earth and then it allows the growth of something new. So the essence of your loved one then grows into the energy of that tree. So those are really beautiful ways to do it. Now they can do those pods with an actual full body where the body itself decomposes like it would in a casket in a way, Um, or they can create those pods with the ashes of somebody as well. So that's something neat to consider. Again, if somebody was, you know, really big into nature or they were a biologist or, you know, like I said, a real green thumb, that's a really neat way to memorialize somebody. But again, if that makes you uncomfortable, simply planting a tree or a shrub or a flower that they, that you feel represented them. I know people do this with roses often. That's another way you can memorialize somebody and see the growth come back through. And what's interesting is I have seen people, or I've heard people talk about, you know, a specific rose bush that they planted in honor of, say, their mother when they passed. And every year that rose is, you know, the first one of all of the flowers in the garden to bloom. So it's quite interesting how the energetics of spirit can move through the plants and nature around us. So that's another really neat way to do that. Another one that I thought was really interesting was if somebody was someone who really brought people together with food, right? There's always that person in the family, the one that will make the dinners that brings everyone together or express their love of everyone through food, through baking, through cooking beautiful meals. Like if food was their language, sometimes bringing people together either with a professional chef Or even maybe you knew the recipes that that person loved to cook and you bring people together and you either all cook together or you teach everyone how to cook a meal that really represented that person or a specific dish. You then get to essentially memorialize them by doing something that they enjoyed so much. And when you do that, especially with food, when you all come together in honor of that person, you spend the time cooking that food, and then you all sit together and enjoy that food after, you bring in the essence of that person in such a deep and beautiful way. And so there's, like I said, you can bring in a chef to do that. Um, I've seen people who have contacted a chef and explained, you know, their loved one passed. These were their favorite dishes. 
can you please set up something to teach us all how to cook, you know, mom's favorite dishes. So that's a really neat way to do it and to make an event of it in which you're bringing in that energy of light and nourishment and a beautiful memory of what it is they would do. So I really like that one. That, that one's quite beautiful as well. Now, another thing you can do that I've seen together is the, the cooking thing was one of them in terms of food, but you can also invite those that are coming to the memorial, like the memorial can be specific to something that the person enjoyed. So you could say, you know, the celebration of life for this person will be done through, say their activity they loved was rock climbing. And so what you guys do is you rent out a rock climbing gym so that all ages and abilities can participate. And you have a moment where you, somebody says something really nice and speaks about the person's life, the impact they had, and then everybody spends the afternoon rock climbing because maybe that person loved rock climbing. And so you memorialize them and spend that funeral time, if you will, doing an activity that that person really enjoyed. Or maybe it's cycling. Maybe the person really enjoyed cycling and you set up uh, a course that people have to follow through the city or something like that, right? And at each stop or checkpoint, there is a memento of that person or a saying that that person had, or maybe that person liked their drinks. And so at every stop point, there's, you know, a, a sampling of their favorite beer or something like that, right? Like you can create an activity out of something that person enjoyed. And again, bring in this beautiful, light, fun, celebratory energy to their legacy, essentially. And sometimes that might even become a yearly thing, right? That then becomes a yearly thing. And that ties into my next point is donating to a charity that that person really either was connected to, or maybe they donated to as well, or they really believed in. Um, that can become a thing sort of like the Terry Fox run. If I use that, because most of us know about that every year, there's a run in his honor because he would run. And now that's become one of the biggest contributors to cancer research, right? So there's ways that you can do that as well and create your own. So that's something else to consider. Now, another one that I really like that just makes a lot of sense to me because butterflies to me really represent the other side. It really represents spirit. I know a lot of people have interactions with butterflies at really opportune times after someone has passed. And so sometimes what some people will do is celebrate a loved one's passing by releasing butterflies. And so there's places where you can purchase butterflies that are connected to your environment. Uh, same with ladybugs as well. And you can release them and release them in a way in which it feels like their energy is merging with the energetics of your loved one. And so then when you see those, that particular butterfly later in the future, it reminds you of that moment of that expression of freedom. And the reason why butterflies are often connected with the other side is because their wings can represent the wings of angels, the wings of spirit and their ability to kind of float and flutter and land so delicately really represents that energy of spirit and how it interacts with our environment. So that's why butterflies are a big one. I know dragonflies are too. I mean, maybe you could release a whole bunch of dragonflies. Um, there's, there's many different ways you can do that. So that's, that's another one to share. 
Now, I want to mention another one too for those that are big into movies or music. Music, that one would be a lot easier. You could throw a party with a playlist or big screen that has the videos or a live concert of their favorite music. You could hire a band that could play all their favorite songs and have a party out of it, celebrating with them, right? Like their energy will be there with you in whichever way you memorialize them. And there are some really funny ways too, I do have to say, but I'm talking about more more general ways. So, you know, having a backyard concert or something like that is one way you can do it. Another one for movie lovers is to have everybody over and set up a giant screen or even a big sheet in the summer, maybe in the backyard, and play their favorite movie and have a movie night, popcorn, whatever their favorite fixings were, however it was, play their movie and have everybody come and join. And you know that their spirit is going to be right there with you celebrating. So these are ways that we can create an energetic experience to honor the person that we loved rather than just focusing on the morning. And so that's again why I made that very big generalized statement of, you know, black clothing and just the funeral, a lunch, and then you go home. That is okay too, but we can then also bring in the light, the fun, the joy, the passions of that person and celebrate their life through that thing or that experience. And not only is it really a beautiful gift to actually give them, because like I said, they're there and they see it and they always appreciate what we do, but it also makes our experience of their lifetime in a way come full circle because we get to take the time to really experience something they loved or did or embodied and bring it into our awareness and our experience moving forward. And that's a, that's a big thing. And then two, it's something that you can go back to regularly, right? So if it was butterflies, when you see butterflies from that day on, you're always going to feel them connecting to your loved one. Or if you plant a tree with their ashes or simply in honor of them, you're going to, when you look at that tree, you're going to see them and experience them in that, right? Same with the movie, same with the rock climbing, same with the cooking of that meal. It, it essentially brings in something that carries them forward with you through the rest of your life. And that can be very, very healing. So however it is you choose to memorialize, honor, and celebrate your past loved ones, also feel the freedom to talk to your family members, your loved ones now while you're alive of the things that you would like. There's some people that create and plan their entire funeral celebration of life so that their family members simply need to only honor it. And sometimes that makes it easier on them because they're like, well, I'm doing exactly what they wanted. So I don't have to worry. Is this something they would like? And so if say cooking is a big thing for you, maybe you say to your family, listen, when it's my time to go, I would love to just be cremated, bring my urn into a kitchen. Everybody, I want you all in the kitchen and I want you to make my favorite meal. Maybe it is macaroni and cheese, right? I want you guys all to make macaroni and cheese in the fanciest way you can. Have my urn there and celebrate me. Put on some music. That's what I want. Be as creative as you can be with what you want. 
Have those conversations because then when it comes to that time, and it will come to that time because we know that we all are going to transition at some point back to the other side and we are going to leave some people in that process. When it comes to that point, it will be a little bit easier to move through because it's already been talked about, it's been discussed, it's been written maybe, and It'll be an easier, a little bit of an easier or a smoother transition through that experience. So there's something to be said for communicating it. Anyways, I will leave that with you guys for now. I hope this has been kind of a heartwarming podcast, although it can be a little bit confronting for some people. I do understand that. I hope in many ways you can hear this with the lens of a compassionate heart, the fact that you do carry on. Your loved ones do carry on. And this lifetime is an experience, one of many, 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 many we will have through our soul's existence, but it is one of an experience and we do carry on. And so to make the most of this, we can be the most conscious possible and communicate as much as we can with our loved ones, because it really helps everyone as we move through those transition points. So I'll leave that with you guys. Have a beautiful rest of your week and I'll see you next week. 